Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 401, recorded live on Sunday, February 28th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who really didn't make much of a deal about episode 400, Dave Pillay. I, I was, I was going to make more deal about 401. And the man who also made absolutely no deal about episode 400, Andy Lowe. Hi. Yeah, 400 episodes, and we're like, okay, and moving on. Well, I mean, we, we've we gone through it, right? We, we did 100, that was big. We did 200, that was big. I think we might have, like, missed 300. No, 300 was pretty big. But, like, at some point, <laughs> it's another number. We've had 400 of those numbers. Besides, we hadn't finished our 400th episode. We had just gotten to it. Yes. And there's the missing episode. Yes. So really, this is the 400th episode. Andy, we've gotten 400 episodes. Or so. We also have to probably discount the random topic review episodes. The RT... The RTRs. And there have been 32 of them. So... Well, those are numbered, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, those are numbered. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's... it's 400 it's still 400 episodes oh my god andy it's 400 episodes and also we have to probably discount a couple of those april fools episodes because some of those no those were awesome (laughs) shit we have a month left till what's tomorrow tomorrow is march 1st what's a month from march 1st april for oh shit Talking about April Fools, we have a month left. Until what? A- April Fools? <laughs> God, what are we going to... I don't know what we're going to do this year. I don't know, but we should figure it out soon in case it requires us to do, like, prep work. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're prou- We're, we're going to try and do something. We always try and do something. Let's see, that's episode 400 plus another... Four. four. So minus 52, what, uh... What are you doing? Trying to figure out when the last April Fool's episode was. Start looking at around 350. It's the green room, episode 353. Ah, yes, there we go. Ah, the time where I just recorded everything before... Well, that was your idea, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. We just turned on the recording as soon as we connected and then said, that's it. <laughs> that's the material. Oh, God, it's going to be one more month and then... Mm. But yes, it's now episode 401. <sighs> 400s. How far are we going to go? I'm going to go till the wheels fall off. All right. And I think that's going to be the name of the last episode. The wheels have fallen wheels off. Fall. Is it just going to be like you recording yourself saying we're done? Probably. That's a wrap. That's it. That's all it'll be. It'll be da 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 That's a wrap. Yeah. See, there's literally like a power down function on the the thing, so you can slow the speed down, so it sounds like everything's just as, getting... as if it were a record turning off. Yeah, and then yeah, we could actually just record that now. <laughs> what is this? How I met your mother? We could just record it and have it sitting there. What is this? How I met your mother? Sure. They did that. They recorded the the kids because they they didn't know how long they were going to be going for. So they recorded the kids doing the closing bit yep. years before they actually did the finale, just because they didn't want the kids to age. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we have to worry about us aging. No. But then we can have the the ending episode no matter what. True. It's no musical <laughs> number. Just just the intro and be like, and that's a wrap. Thank you and good night. <laughs> so that that is an unfortunate segue. <laughs> To what? 
but it is a segue. To what? To Leonard Nimoy. Uh Oh. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy passed away on April, not April, February 27th, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I was down in cold water yesterday when I uh, heard the news, and I'm just like, well, crap. I was at work. I was training. And, you know, uh, well... At, at Epic, the training rooms are all themed after various uh, users group meetings that we've done. And so there's like the Indiana Jones room, and there's a Star Wars room, and there's a murder mystery room, and there's a Star Trek room. And I was in the Star Trek room. Oh. And not only was I in the Star Trek room, but the, it's two rooms, one of which is named Klingon, and the other one is named Vulcan. I was training my class in Vulcan. Wow. Yeah. One of my trainees read out his last tweet, and I, oh, yeah. I bit, like I had to take a couple seconds. Yeah, talk about ending on a high note, man. That last one was oh, that hits you right in the feels. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I can actually read it. Andy, can you do the honors? Hold on, I have to pull up his uh, Twitter. Leonard Nimoy's last tweet. Here we go. I gotta load it up. A life. Is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Damn! Oh, still hitting me right in the feels. Yeah. 83 years. Man, was 83 years old. I know Laura has his first autobiography. Second. Oh, I am not you Spock. You have the second one? I am Spock. Uh, I'm sorry, she has the I am Spock, the second okay, one. Okay, so she has the second biography. <sighs> so who do we got left? We've got... William Shatner. William Shatner. I mean, you, who have we lost? Because I'm pretty sure we have almost the entire crew. Well, Takei's still around. Shatner's still around. Uhura's still around. Bones is gone. Scotty's gone. Oh, yeah. Shekhoff's still around. I think so. So we've lost about half. That's hard. No, it's a, it's a like hard Chekhov's loss. still alive. Walter is okay. still up and running. Hmm. Well, that's nice. <sighs> um, so there's a lot of, of very nice tributes. One of the ISS... Astronauts took a picture of the Earth with his hand in the Vulcan gesture of greeting. It's so weird that it, it, Leonard Nimoy and Spock have literally, like, you, you could tell he was trying to fight that the entire time. He was trying to get away from just, you know. No, he, he was trying at the start to do at, that. Yes, at the, at the beginning, he was trying to get away from that. Yeah. Thus, the autobiography, I am not Spock. Yeah. But then I think he realized it's not a bad gig. He accepted it. Yeah. He accepted it later, right? Yeah. Thus, I am Spock. I am Spock. The second autobiography. I think he, I mean, he was the only one who survived from the pilot episode. Yeah, I do believe so. Which was later turned into one of the, uh, what episode was it turned into? Turned into the Menagerie. Okay, yes. They took footage from the pilot episode. Yeah. We are currently halfway through season two right now. Of the original? Yes. Cool. Thank you, Amazon Instant. Still trying to get Brendan and Julie to start watching Next Generation. Shouldn't be that hard to convince them to do that, but... Uh, they got a lot of other stuff they're doing. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up on Agent Carter and The Flash and Arrow. And then S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to start up again. And then at some point the Daredevil show's... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to start up again. You said that. I know, but then you corrected me saying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm just like, well, it's actually Marvel. It's the worst title ever. Yes. I I was not trying to correct you with it. I was just saying, yay, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I thought you were trying to say, hey, hey, 
Agents of no. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay, as in an excitement, an outburst. I thought it was like, hey, like, hold on, whoa. Wait, 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 no, it's it's called Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, whatever, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> Yay, comma, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., exclamation point. Okay, my apologies on that one. I thought you were trying to be corrective. Thank you. The last time I tried to be super corrective, it turns out I was completely wrong. <laughs> What was that? The dress. Oh. Now, I I love how I, in my head, thought, hey, it's blue and black, and everybody else is like, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. And then it turns out, I'm right. You are correct. Yeah, so if, if you thought you could escape the uh, blue-black versus white-gold debate on our podcast, I'm sorry. Ha-ha, you, you can't escape. It's here, too. It's friggin' everywhere. And it popped up out of nowhere. Like, this dress took the internet by storm. Or at least the, like, sections of the internet that I spend time on. It was one of those things where it's like, I'm sitting there watching it, and then I see, and then we have our little argument about it, and then I move on, and then all of a sudden I go on to Facebook later that evening, and it's just, like, page after page after page of people arguing about this thing, and I'm like, oh, I've already made my decision. That's fine. So, when, when I first saw it, I could actually flip it in my in my mind between the two of them. Uh, the initial way I saw it was white and gold, but it, it could flip. Have you managed to flip it in your head? I did once. For like a split second, I saw it as white gold, and mm-hmm. then it just went, went right back to blue and black again. It was one of those things like out of the corner of my eye, a thumbnail of it, and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's actually white and gold in that one. And then like when I, as soon as I pay attention to it, then, I literally... Then your like, brain recognized the image and said, nope. <laughs> It's actually blue and black. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, one or two links up here that are, are very useful for kind of trying to get that back and forth. So there's the, the dress and then the dress two. And so, Andy, why don't you click on those and, and see what you can see? I love how they even say it like it can be even color corrected either way. I'm like, nope, no, it's still blue and black. It's just my head automatically color corrects it <laughs> to be blue and black. I feel like that's the... Really? Uh, with it dragged all the way to the left? All the way to the left. I still see it as blue and black. In my head, I'm like, okay, I need to... I just feel like, because color correction was one of the that's things... That's weird. We, I, I cannot see that as blue and black with it dragged all the way to the left. No, like, still, I just cannot see that. It is clearly white in my mind. No, still blue. I feel like, though, because I took classes on cinematography in college yeah or part of the class we talked about was color correction and what do you do in yeah. different situations it's part of the post that's part of the post process is there's it's somebody's job literally to take all of the individual cuts of imaging and then color correct it to make them all look the same mm-hmm. so in my head i'm looking at it going oh this needs to be color corrected but yeah that's blue and black and i just i just roll with it yep I would like to point out you are not the only one with a uh, a degree that has to do with film. True. And I still see it as white and gold. Ah. And I did plenty of color correction. True, yes. Photography does have a lot of color correction, doesn't it? Yes. My mistake was not realizing that it was... I, I had the scenario wrong. I thought that it was an outdoor shot under shade. And that's why my brain was like, oh, well, that means that the color is, is bluer than it should be, so you have to remove it. <sighs> and so my brain removed the blue, and it's like, oh, yep, that's white. Because it's a bluish white. 
Oh, now I can see the, the blue dress with it pulled all the way to the left. I wonder if I can see the white dress all the way to the right. No. Yep. Really? Yep, yep. That's messed up. If you can see the white dress all the way to the right, that's just messed up. I can see the blue dress with it pulled all the way to the left. I can see the white dress pulled all the way to the right. I can flip it back and forth now. I've got it both ways. And then there's the XKCD version of it. What is going on inside your head? That's all I want to know. A lot of stuff. I I don't know. So the um, other story about this that nobody talks about is the fact that the back end on BuzzFeed literally had to expand their, what was it? Um, They had to expand their capacity by 40% in order to not (laughs) have the site shut down while this is all going on. Wow. I mean, BuzzFeed is not exactly a small site. No. Traffic peaked, peaked at a concurrent number of 673,000 people on at one time. That's not that much. That was the peak of it. So you're talking like people, there was... Yeah, 600,000 concurrent people. Andy, how many people are on Steam right now? A lot. How many people do you think are on Facebook right now? Probably a lot. 600,000 actually isn't that bad. The original post had 28 million views. Oh, God. (laughs) 2.7 million votes on whether it's blue, black, or white gold. Which one won? Or was it about 50-50? I don't know. I don't even know where the original post is anymore. It's lost to the annals of the internet. Let's see. Follow the dress, debate, da-da-da-da-da, view results. 2.2 million say it's white and gold. 1 million say it's blue and black. So more people said white and gold. Yeah. I like the the alt text on XKCD. The white balance illusion hit so hard because it felt like someone had been playing through the Monty Hall scenario and opened their chosen door only to find there was an unexpectedly disagreement over whether the thing they'd revealed was a goat or a car. So this dress actually brings up, we, we can actually make this a technical topic. Okay. Color balance of your screen? No. Oh. They said over the eight posts that they had about the dress... 41 Uh million views combined. Uh Uh-huh. How much ad revenue did BuzzFeed just get from this? A lot. Whatever happened to the people who... Enough to pay for the extra servers that they added. Yeah. And so my question is, what happened to the people who originally posted this picture? They get nothing? Yeah. In my head, I, I feel like BuzzFeed is the guy who went to the gold rush and sold the pickaxes. Yep. Except that that's not the case, because even then, like, the people with the pickaxes made a lot of money. BuzzFeed not only sold the pickaxes, but it took the gold. <laughs> oh, you found some gold! Well, here, I'll, uh... Here, let, I'll... Me, let me show that to everyone for you. I mean, I, I don't think the gold rush is the right uh, uh, metaphor for this. Well, I'm just still, I'm still finding it, it's the, the fact that how many website companies are out there making money off of other people's content? Yeah. All of them? <laughs> There's got to be some that don't. No, yeah, that's probably pretty much. I mean, that that's the that is the business model of the internet. Right? User-generated content. Yeah. Selling the user-generated content. I don't know. It's it's just part of me was like, "Oh, this is great. It's yeah, it's a one-stop shop for, you know, everything internet-wise." But then I kind of feel bad for the people who are like, "Well, wait a second. This is my picture." Why I are get they southern all of a sudden. What? You you gave them a southern accent all of a sudden? Well, I do believe they are from the south. Are they? I think so. I think this original one is. Oh man, that is just trippy. I got to stop looking at this dress. 
I really do hope that it disappears from the internet, though, that yes. this was like an absolute flash in the pan, and by three days from now, it will be gone. We're already moving through the secondary wave of stuff. Someone pointed out the Lion King did this like 20 years ago. Have you seen that joke? No. In The Lion King, there's a line. It's uh, when Timon and Pumbaa first meet young Simba. And Timon says, oh, he looks kind of blue. Because Simba, you know, just lost his father, got kicked out and exiled. Yeah, it's, it's, man, he looks blue. And Pumbaa's like, ah, oh, he looks more brownish gold to me. <laughs> and Laura funny. is reciting the actual lines behind me, doing her best Nathan Lane impression. <laughs> House of Cards has been released. Are you going to do a binge watch? Uh, I don't know. I, I, we'll watch it. I don't know if we're going to binge watch. That's hard to do. Because you could watch all 13 episodes. I could start right after we record, and just, that's my day. Well, what about Book Club? Since it is, you know, your book. Oh, it was Book Club tonight? Yes. Oh, shit, I thought it was next week. No, it is tonight. It's the 28th. All right, well, then I'd have to pause for Book Club. (laughs) I know what I'm doing with the rest of my day. Reading your book? Listening to my book. Ah. I only have six hours to go. (laughs) Book club is at what seven? Yeah, you're you're gonna have to find a physical copy because you're not gonna be able to listen to it that quickly. I, I have the Kindle version as okay. well. I wonder if I can listen to it at like half again speed. I don't know if this. I don't, I don't know if this one has the uh, speed controls. I don't. It might be the one downside of this of this player. Because audiobooks, you really can listen at like half again speed. Yes. There are some times where I actually speed up our podcast about five to ten uh, percent. Really? Yes. Is that when we go when we go long? Sometimes, yes, when we go long. Have you noticed at all that uh, some TV stations are doing that? No, but I heard about that. It's not a topic, but yeah, some cable stations are actually speeding up reruns of Seinfeld so they can fit more ads into the show. Yep, they're doing like a seven percent increase, which is not really noticeable. But it it means that they get an extra seven percent. That's another like two or three commercials. What is seven percent of uh, half hour? Of thirty? That's yeah, two minutes. So yeah, that is. Yeah, it's another it. three or four commercials. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that sucks. Yep. I mean, it, hey, it's great for them, but bullshit. <laughs> If you're going to speed it up like that, then you should be playing more episodes. Yeah, but they're never going to do that. You should. Oh, God. What what happens when they speed up the commercials by 7%? What happens when they realize that they can get away with that? That's an excellent question. It That's that's a slippery slope right there. Because they're already speeding up the television. So what happens if they speed up the, the commercials as well? Oh, hey. I hope that that never happens. No. But it might. Actually, I don't. Uh, I kind of don't mind the I, the concept of speeding up the commercials, except that they'd only do it to put in more commercials. Yes. So, you so have the same amount of time. Yeah, that's not going to work well. Okay, don't speed up commercials. Just, just don't play commercials. Show me the damn show. That's what ad blocker is for in Hulu. Yep. And then you have to just sit there and wait. Yeah, but still, means I can actually move over and do something else for a few seconds and then come back to it. Or our TiVo. TiVo's got the hack where you can skip 30 seconds ahead with the tr- with our TiVo, which is nice. Nice. The only problem is it breaks the feature where you can actually skip to the very end. 
of a section. So if I'm watching sports and I want to skip ahead, I can only skip ahead at 30 second intervals rather than, you know, like the two hours on a sports match to actually get it back to live. (laughs) So you win some, you lose some. You poor thing. Yeah. So should we talk about the vote that happened on Thursday? The FCC? Yes. Straight down party lines? Yes. I uh, actually spent my lunch hour watching this. Really? Yeah. Started at 10.30. Finally got done after noon. It was, it was a long... How long does it take for five people to vote? Well, uh, turns out there are two things that they were voting on. Yeah. The first one is they uh, struck down state law prohibiting um, municipals from doing something with their own personal broadband service. Okay. Is that, that was- a good or a bad thing? It's a thing where if you're living in a, let's say, uh, you're living just outside of Madison. Madison itself has a municipal broadband. Yeah. They can actually start to reach that broadband out to serve the communities around Madison as well. Okay. So it it adds another player to the broadband wired internet game. Okay. Oh, the vote lets Madison do that. Yes. Okay. Well, it should. Now that there's a precedent set, Madison can say, hey, you can't block this. And they should be. Who able would to. have tried to block it? Who would have tried to block municipals, broadband providers? Hmm. Uh, so charter. Let's think about this one. So yeah, so they had to go through that whole vote first, and then once that was done, then they actually got to the net neutrality vote. And let me tell you, the Republicans were almost trying to do like a filibuster. It was ridiculous. Is that why it took so long? Yes. Because they would bring up the basic idea, and then each of the commissioners would give their little speech about it. The Republican guys kept on talking a lot, and then Tom Wheeler did his thing, and then they did a vote, and then after the second vote, it was like 30 seconds later, everybody was done. Well then. But it's not actually done yet. Well, that's because Verizon and AT&T are going to say, like, uh, no. Yes, but they can't do that yet because it's... Okay, so the vote happened. A, yeah. we still actually don't know what's in this vote because... The, Wait, they didn't reveal? No. That's not part of the proceeding. No, what happened... Okay, so they, they get the draft order, the commissioners talk about it internally, they do their little thing, they go to vote on it, and then if it vote passes, then it kind of goes back to the committee and the FCC commission kind of has to respond to the descendant or dissent, dissenters, dissenters issues with it. So the two Republicans dissented on this vote by voting no, yeah. and then they are allowed to submit um, paperwork about this. And so the FCC kind of has to try and build those dissenters into the actual plan or they, they, they okay. have to they have to respond to the dissenters uh, comments about it. And one they don't of have them to do anything about it, but they have to respond. Yes, so they have to respond to the dissenter commission's uh, problems with the bill. Um, and uh, one of them submitted, I think, a nine-page dissent on this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, once that's finally taken care of, then it gets sent to I think the Office of Internal Affairs or something like that. I don't remember the exact name of it, but they just basically have to do a rubber stamp on the thing and then send it to the Federal Register. There, it will actually finally be printed up, and 60 days after that is when it gets enacted. Hmm. And then once it gets enacted, then uh, AT&T and Verizon can sue, and then everything's put on hold for a couple of years until all the court battles get taken care Settled of. Settled out. Yes. Well, it it doesn't really get put on hold unless AT&T and Verizon can get the court to put a stay on it. 
True, yes. They can sue, but it still takes effect. Most likely, it was just like the um, the 2010 order got a, a stay put on it. Yeah, but this is the one where the court actually said, here's how you should do this. True. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, it's like, hey, yay, we passed net neutrality. And then everybody else is like, okay, what next? And I'm just in there going, well. A lot. <laughs> a lot still has to happen. And uh, it's going to be a while. It's going to take some time, but so we don't know exactly what's in this, but we do know it involves uh, reclassifying broadband internet as a Title II common carrier. With provisions of 706 added into it, or is it 702? I don't know. I don't know what those are. Those have to deal with actual uh, mobile infrastructure and actual like internet services as well so there's some yes there's some of the old there's some of the new and it's been kind of mashed together and we don't know exactly how but that doesn't stop you know everybody from weighing in on how this is going to you know affect everything yep although a lot of the the proponents of net neutrality are pointing out that this really shouldn't affect anything no it's not about making changes to the existing structure it's about protecting the existing structure so nothing should change on our end. On the other end, maybe, maybe not. Well, on the other end, Netflix no longer should be getting charged a premium to stream their content. Yeah, that's going to be... Netflix actually brought up in their stuff about this. It's like, hey, this is great that you know, you're know you doing the whole consumer side of thing, but hey, don't forget about the interconnection between companies, which is their beef with Comcast, so... Well, uh, but that that's part of it, isn't it? That Comcast can't charge for uh for for faster service. Um as long as it relates to the consumers. If it th- this really? this rule was pointed directly at consumers. All huh. the bright line rules, which were basically the three main tenets, all had to do with consumers. Interesting. So, there's still Netflix and could, you know, come up to them and say hey this is negatively affecting consumers and then the fcc actually has it set up to do everything on a case-by-case basis which that one's also Mm -hmm. a little sketchy yeah um so then they could say hey this is negatively affecting consumers and the fcc could take a look at it then if everything goes according to plan at which nobody knows exactly what the plan is (laughs) if everything goes according to plan which we have a plan we just haven't told you yes but we have a plan so um so everybody responded to this plan, right? Everybody, everybody yes. did their little press release, either for or against it. Most likely, if you're a telecom company, you were against it. Or if you know you were a web-based company, you were for it sort of thing. Verizon yep. released theirs, I think, probably about, about an hour, hour and a half after this was voted on. They released their They've press release. They've clearly been preparing for it. Yes, because it was released in Morse code. The actual press release is Morse code printed out. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The original press release was actually printed out in Morse code. Well, it wouldn't have been printed anywhere. It was just on their web page. Yes, they they posted a press release, but they released it in Morse code. Morse. Morse code. Sorry. Right. But they didn't actually write it in Morse code. They wrote it, and then they just plugged it into a translator. Most likely, yes. I don't think there's anyone on Verizon staff who knows Morse code. 
That's probably an old engineer who does, but nobody in their but PR on the, department on the corporate would, staff. No, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, they they wrote it in Morse code. They published it with a translation, and their and translation, of course, the translation was, was written uh, as if it, it was using a font that was designed to look like a typewriter. Yes. The whole idea of Verizon's tactic here is this is antiquated and outdated legal stuff designed for the 1930s. Which they are correct. Title II was originally created back in the 1930s. Just that it, that I'm not doubting that part of the fact. They are correct. Yes, Title II was started back then. It's trying to say that it they... It still applies. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of rules in the telecom industry that have been written back in the early 20s and 30s and even 40s that um, are still uh, applicable today. Yeah. Verizon wants to pretend that everything has changed. Which it hasn't, which is kind of funny because Verizon itself um, had no problem accepting to be Title II when it helped them save a bunch of money when they started rolling out their fiber network. They claimed Title II up and down the street just because it saved them money. Hey, look, we'll, we'll be a Title II company and therefore we don't have to pay as much for this sort of thing. So... It, this this is this is being a little cheeky. Really, you're you're releasing your press release in Morse code and then a typewriter font. Yep. I mean, kudos to the PR person who came up with all that. Yes, that that definitely got their PR release to the top. To the top, yeah. Because it's like, wait, Morse code? What? Morse. Morse. Damn it! It's I not Morse code. It's not Morse code. It's Morse. There are four lights. The dress also, is blue. <laughs> I also love how they called it FCC's Throwback Thursday vote. Yeah, again, very impressive PR stunt. Yeah. But it, it was just a PR stunt. Some guy in Verizon's marketing department just got a bonus. So like I said, uh, nothing has actually been written down yet. And as soon as it does, I will let you know what exactly uh, is in this something's, rule. Something's been written down because they voted on something. Yes. Yes, the 332-page report us. is written down oh somewhere, my God. but has and, not been released that, to the public. I thought this book was, was taking a long time to read. 332-page document that's going to be full of just, like, legalese and, you know, henceforth and, and under condition that. and Yeah, under, under condition 2 of Section A of Part 4 of Section 702 states that Title II classification of wireline and or wire, it's going to be gross. Oh, that's gross. Oh, well. Uh, all right. What else we got? MWC and an Apple event and GDC. Yes. Um, next week's show Holy is crap, probably stuff is coming up. <laughs> I feel like is next week's... Is this just like the preview of next week? Pretty much, because we're going to have... Like, those are next week's topics. Yes. GDC is happening <laughs> next Web week. Con- MWC, Game which is the Mobile Conference. World Congress. And, and, and Valve is planning on some major events at GDC this year. Yes. I so, smell Steambox. Oh, no. They're, they're going to be there. I literally already got a press release saying, hey, we're going to show off some new Steambox stuff at GDC. With please, Source 2. Please sign up for a, a, a schedule or please schedule an appointment with us. And I'm sitting there going, damn it. Yeah, I got a couple of those, too. I'm like, oh, GDC is expensive and it's invite only. Son of a bitch. 
Uh, so any predictions on, on GDC? We've got Steambox. We've got probably more VR stuff. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be VR and Steambox. And maybe some stuff about the new DirectX 12, because that one we're still slowly hearing about. Okay, so think, what about like PlayStation? No, I None of that I, involves PlayStation. No. Or the Wii. No. This is going to be, my guess, is going to be the PC-centric show. Okay. <laughs> the year of the PC return? That's what I'm thinking. All right. Well, we'll see. It, it could be. Okay, I'm so excited. It's happening. Mobile World Congress, which means that it's, you know, the new cell phones are going to get announced. Woo! So we'll Samsung see. Galaxy S6. Yes. And the new HTC phone. And probably a new LG phone. And probably some new wearables yep. as well. The wearables I'm kind of excited about because I've, I've really been thinking about picking up a, a smartwatch. I can tell you, do not buy your gear fit from Amazon. Well, Andy, I have an LG phone. Okay, good. Then you don't need a gear fit. You could, though. Um, well, yeah, because mine is currently broken and I've been trying to get it to uh, repaired under warranty. But Samsung mm-hmm. is telling me I bought an international version. And I responded... Oops. I bought the one that you pointed to on your website. Yeah, the international version. No, it, I went to the Samsung.com website, the U.S. version, and said, hey, would you like to buy it? And it's like, buy it online. And it gives you a link to the Amazon one that says U.S. warranty. And I bought that one. And now they're telling yeah, the me I don't, have, I don't have a U.S. warranty on the thing. And it's... <laughs> right now, I think I'm in like some sort of customer service limbo with them and it's starting to wear on me so i feel like i'm just going to take about two hours on monday and call them up and be like look i'm not getting off the phone with you until i have an rma number to send this thing back and they will laugh at you and hang up it's got to be some sort of like higher up numbers i can send to or twitter tweets or something potentially yeah there are potential courses of action you can take yes i wish you the best of luck I'm going to go one last time through the normal chain of command, and then, if not, then I'm going to start to usurp you, and then it's... To usurp them? Yes. You are going to take over their country? Is that what usurp means? I thought it just meant... And claim their rulership? No, usurp does not mean go around. A a usurper to the throne is someone who has taken the throne. Oh, take a position of power illegally or by force. Oh. To usurp the company would be... To produce your own phones and claim their title as, like, manufacturer. I am the king of Samsung. Bow down before me. Bow down. All Samsung phones will come preloaded with access to (laughs) RAPodcast.net. It's the homepage, and you cannot change it. Oh, that'd be horrible. So, yeah, Mobile World Congress, and then Apple is going to have... A event they're calling Spring Forward on March 9th. Is that right after MWC? I do believe so, yes. Because Apple doesn't usually take part in MWC very much. They, yeah. they throw their own events. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the new event starts on March 2nd. Oh, wait, so yeah, uh, March 9th. So yeah, MWC is next week. March 9th is... Apple's thing. On the next Monday after, okay. Yeah, so we will not actually hear about Apple's announcement by our next episode. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, a preview of the next two weeks. Unless some other weird stuff happens in between, which, you know... More llamas could be, you know, llamas could be let loose, who knows. What? You didn't hear about that? You you know it's a slow news day. 
when a couple of llamas who were basically um, escaped from captivity in Arizona is like the major news topic until, you know, it get uh, it gets beat out by, you know, address. I don't know what news site you go to. Uh, I'm talking like Fox News and CNN were covering this thing because it was that slow of a news day. Wow. They should just go off the air when when it's that slow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, tell me about Humble Bundle. Well, Humble Bundle is doing a new Humble widget, which allows developers to offer playable browser-based demos of their games, which I find really cool. Because there's, I, I look at the Humble Bundle store page and I'm like, well, okay, this is a game. I've never heard of it. Do I want to spend money to buy it? I don't know. They have literally just like a, a button that could say play it now. And then I click it, a browser windows opens, and then I can play it. That's amazing. That is pretty cool. What if it's a game that requires like some pretty intense graphics? I mean, not many of the ones on the Humble Bundles do, but it's possible. Could I? I don't know. There's a humble widget developer page, so you could check to see what's Go up and look. with that. Hmm. Yes, the the humble widget is now um, live. Yeah, very cool. So if, now, if I go to like the humble bundle, I can I can play demos of the bundle of the games in the bundle. Not yet. They're, they 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 have released it so once they are created. Yes, once they are created, you and should only be able for to ones go that there. Are created. Yes. Okay. I like it because it's a it's a good path to go down. Right. Try before you buy. Yeah. And so, with any luck, maybe like Steam will put on that idea and say, "Yeah, that that actually works pretty well," and we'll get back into the age of demoware and shareware. Oh man, do you remember shareware? Yes, I remember shareware. I mean, why come on, why don't we it was still like, shareware. Commander Keen was That was the shareware. distribution mechanism, right? That was you get like the first hour for free and you can share it with whoever you want, but if you want to purchase it, if you want the full game, you have to send money. What a great model that was. Cuz there's I do have to say there is a large indie community for video games now. Yep. So how do I know if I would like to play Medieval Engineers or not? How would I know if I want to play Hot Tin Roof? I've never heard of these things. Medieval I, Engineers may may and Hot Tin Roof? What? Medieval Engineers and Hot Tin Roof? There's. I just went through two of the games that are on the Humble Store right now. One of them is Napled ah. Medieval Engineers, which that one might be interesting. Granted, I also want to try out Besiege at some point. I think it's Besiege. Medieval right? Engineers. Besiege? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, Besiege. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Steam Greenlight game. Seven bucks might be interesting. Okay. But it's like I've got all these games, and they're yes, that's that's great. Uh, I want to try them out though. Doesn't bode well that they broke their website on their developer page. <laughs> oh. Womp, 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 womp. You, if you click on those links at the top to go to like store and blog and bundles, it doesn't work because those are actually adding to the developer page and, and those don't exist. Ooh. So sorry. Try again. Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah. So speaking of wearables, okay. Pebble is coming out with a new watch. Yeah. Cool. With a color e-paper display. Color e-paper? Yes. That's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. Seven-day battery life on this thing, too. This is probably what I actually would want out of a watch. Seven-day battery, so you charge it you know, one night a week or one day a week. Yeah. This thing can normally Color get about 
three or four days out of the battery. My question is, how well does this work in the sunlight? Because that's that's the one thing I've got on mine. It's I've got the, the to keep the battery life up and running. I've got the display brightness to all own, which is fine indoors. But as soon as I step outside, I can't see shit. You can't see anything. Yeah. Well, but it's e-paper, right? So it should be fine in the sun. Yeah, it should be fine. I also want to know if it's able to run without having to be connected to my phone. Like if it does like basic things like alarms and that sort of stuff while still disconnected. Because basically, a, is, it, is it a watch? Yes. <laughs> is it a watch when there is no phone? That'd be nice. Pebble because... seconds are much. Pebble time. Now, granted, these are all claims, right? There's yes. no guarantee on any of this. No, this is, this is a new Kickstarter from Pebble. It's already uh, at $2 million. Actually, let's see what it is right now as of recording. Oh, sorry. $11 million. $11.5 wow. million. Dollars. Color e-paper smartwatch, seven days of battery. Starts shipping in May. That's pretty uh, you know, ambitious. They mean no May of this the, year. The, the first three of them are uh, where, where you could get it, you know, for 40 bucks off is already gone. Hmm. <laughs> Distributor package of $5,000 or more is 10 of each color. That's so that you can, like... Pass or, you know, you can resell them. Probably. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? What else do we get? Microtransactions in Diablo 3. Yes. Not in the U.S. or Europe, though. So just in Asia. Yes. So they're going to have a new microtransaction currency called Platinum with cosmetic items and experience, timed experience boosts and that sort of stuff there. But it's okay. not going to be... Not available act- in the U.S. yet. Or... Yet, but we'll see how Asia handles it. Yeah, we'll we'll see how much money it pulls in for Activision Blizzard, <laughs> the company that's somehow still printing money with World of Warcraft. Hey, have you been on that recently? No, I have not. Then don't comment on it. So, what's Sprint doing with Best Buy? Sprint is making a deal with Best Buy for distribution. It is the Sprint Best Buy plan. Where for $75 a month, you get unlimited talk, text, and data. It's not too bad. That is not bad at all. For an extra $10 a month, you get a yearly upgrade. The question, though, becomes, am I going to have to pay for that upgrade when I upgrade? Uh, That's the $10 a month. You get the upgrade because you're paying $10 a month. Okay. At least that's, that's my understanding of it. Because the, the team I can't imagine one. there'd be an additional cost on top of that. The T-Mobile one, we have. I have the jump plan, which is also um, cell phone insurance plus I think like three dollars extra. And then if I ever decide to actually jump up to a new phone, I have to pay I think a hundred dollars down towards the new phone. And then um, they cancel off part the rest of the payment plan on my current phone, and then I start up a new payment plan on the new phone. I've not gone through the legal contract for the plan, but no, this seems interesting. Seventy-five dollars a month for unlimited talks, text, and data. It's not bad. Yep. And you know, a hundred and twenty dollars extra for the upgrade is is a lot. But if you're actually the kind of person who's going to upgrade every year, that's cheaper. Yes, yes, that is like a lot cheaper. Yes, yes, that especially with the way cell phones are going now. So yeah, it's it's an interesting. What what's really interesting to me is the partnership between the the phone company in this case Sprint. And the retail partner, Best Buy. I feel that like they are doing this. This is only available through Best Buy. I feel oh, and you get a $200 gift card to Best Buy. Oh, well, that's also a bonus. But I, I honestly feel like Best Buy is turning into a mini mall for technology. Because, turning? 
Well, if you think about it, so you got you got the little like mobile section inside Best Buy, and then you have the Apple section, and I think there's a Samsung section, and I think there's like a like an Amazon section inside the store now. On top yep. of you know the Xbox sections and Sony, it's PlayStation and Nintendo. Yep. Best Buy, I think, realized that they they're too big for their britches and have basically just been selling off space space inside their things. Best to, Buy is the brick and mortar store for these companies. Yes, which I I actually think that's a decent idea. Granted, well, am I actually gonna go, am I actually going to go buy anything at Best Buy? No, no, <laughs> not even with this deal. Oh, with this deal, I don't know. This is a pretty sweet deal. I know, but it's also if you were if you were thinking of jumping ship from T-Mobile to Sprint, I don't know. In the market for a new phone, this is a good deal. The amount of AWS spectrum that T-Mobile just bought, especially since they've been uh, releasing uh, Channel Twelve on their LTE phones. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm speaking Greek to you right now. I realize that stuff. Like I'm supposed to know what it means. I feel like I could go, yes, and T-Mobile has decided to take their flux capacitor and reverse the ionosphere of the satellite system that is in a geosynchronous orbit around Pluto. No, I I got most of that. Okay. That's not nearly as technical as what you were saying before. Channel 12 of, of their LTE spectrum, I get like, I know every word in there, but I do not know the concepts behind it. Okay, but no, I'm I'm going to stick with T-Mobile for the time being. Okay, especially if they actually start to finally roll out the licenses LTE. they have for up north. Because they've got they've got the licenses for LTE service up north. They just haven't been rolling it out yet. So they just Hope- haven't done anything with it. Yes, that's silly of them. I know. But the, why do they got- have the license if they're not going to use it? Well, they just got the license. Well, I think they got the year or two ago. They just haven't done anything with it yet. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that with this sudden upsurge in like T-Mobile, you know, usage and carrier, yeah, and subscribers and stuff, they're actually going to start rolling that out even more. But we'll see. That we will. That we will. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's everything. Well, yeah. do you think there's going to be a return of guitar games? Why would there be a return of guitar games? I don't know. There are supposedly rumors swirling that both Guitar Hero and Rock Band franchises are actually going to be coming back. No. Nope. I I do not think so. It was a good go while it was going on. But yep. I think most of the stuff now is going to be less peripherals and more just, you know, like the Connect the camera or the, right. the VR headset. It's going to be less actual physical things. More augmented reality. Yes. Yep. I do not see the guitar games coming back. I really, at some point, wanted to try out Rock Band 3, though, with the keyboard. That seemed like a really cool idea, but... Or Bri has it. One of them has it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, that was a neat idea. I wish I could have gotten it, but then I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to buy all the stuff there, and then I'm going to be sitting here playing by myself in my apartment. Oh, but it was online. You could play with other people. Yeah. You know how well that works out. Yeah. Warven Detectives. Oh. I logged on to Holmes the other day. Was I Watson or Moriarty? I couldn't remember. Uh, I think you were Moriarty. Okay. But I, was... I logged on to Holmes the other day because I needed to check to see how much gold he had. <laughs> you were going to steal from Sherlock Holmes? I don't think that's a, a good... Yeah, he didn't care. No. I used sitting... it to buy... So 
He's just sitting in Karanos, but uh, uh, in the last patch, they made heirloom items purchasable with gold. Oh. So I went through and and bought a lot of heirloom items because they also gave you a better use, uh, interface for them so that you don't need to track which character they're actually on. If you've bought it, you can just generate it whenever. Well, that would be nice. There's also an achievement once you have 35 of them. And the reward for the achievement is a mount that works at level one. What? Son of a... I have a mount at level one. I still remember when I scrapped all of my gold together to buy my first mount. At level 40. Yes. I I was scraping by trying to get that thing at level 40. Yep. And now you can get one at level freaking... Random review. Speaking of things I'm upset about, Kingsman, the Secret Service. Wanted to review it last week, but it was Dave's week last week. Okay. So this is my first chance to review it. it. I, but it was your week, so I just, I just waited. Okay. Okay. Kingsman, the Secret Service, written by, or no, directed by the man who did both X Men: First Class, X Men: Days of Future Past. And kick ass. And let me tell you, it it it's it's a spy thriller, so it's it's along the lines of a James Bond sort of film. But it was definitely more kick ass than it was first class. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was one of the things I was looking forward. To. I'm like, oh, this will be great. This is it's 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 because I enjoyed first class, and I also enjoyed somewhat Days of Future Past. I I liked both those movies. Kick ass was not so much. So I was thinking, okay, he's the last two movies he did were, you know, First Class and Days of Future Past. So he's along those lines. This actually will seem like, it'd be like the classic Bond films. This will be fun. I go in there and it's sort of like that, but then it goes all kick-ass and I'm just like, well, son of a bitch. I was looking so forward to this and then no. Did you really think it was going to be like X-Men First Class mixed with James Bond? Yes. You poor thing. I know. That was... I know, that yes, he's also done things with Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, so I was I knew some of that was going to be in there, some of the little bit of the over-the-topness, especially, yeah, after watching Layer Cake and uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch and all those classic, you know, Guy Ritchie sort of films. I could see some of that in there, but there was a lot in the movie that was, I, I, it seemed to held, it, 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 I was hoping for so much more, and then, no. it Just was, now? Yeah, oh. It was over the top, but not in, like, the good way. It was, like, some of it was, was painful to watch because of how gratuitous it was. Gratuitous violence-wise. Really? Yeah. So, like, not, a lot of blood? Well, not, not a lot of blood. It was just a lot of people dying for strange reasons. And how they were dying was not pleasant either. At one point, somebody gets cut in half from head to toe. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's pretty violent. Yeah. Did they, like, split then and, and fall to either side? Yep. Because that's not how they actually fall, right? No. But that's how they fell in the movie. You, you and I'm don't there go going, instantly oh, rigid. You are a <sighs> sack of fluid. You wouldn't go instantly rigid and fall to either side. Yeah, I, it, it, oh. There were heads exploding, and it, it was, <sighs> How was Samuel L. Jackson in it? He played the maniacal villain like a maniacal villain. It was nice. All right. And, you know, um, it also had Michael Caine in it and um, Mr. Darcy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Why can I not think of his name? I don't know. Colin I, Firth. I'm terrible with actors' names. Colin Firth was in it, and Michael Caine was in it. So those were pretty good. The uh, the young up-and-coming spy was actually, he was pretty funny as well. Taron Egerton. Never heard of this guy before, but he was actually pretty good. He do a good job? Yeah. I feel like these guys, if you just would have taken it back about two steps, would have been a really good movie. But no, they just, he, he, he just hit that wall and just kept going, and it, oh... Mark Strong was also really good in this one as well. So I, the actors were good. It was just a bad movie. Oh, that's too bad. I know. So What about uh, seeing it for like five bucks in a really nice theater? If you're going into the fact that you... Going in with the understanding that you're not about to see James Bond. No. If if you enjoyed Kick-Ass, like the, the Kick-Ass homage to comic book films, and you go into this thinking it's along those same lines, but the classic Bond films, then that's where I'd say you'd go for it. If you enjoyed like the, the somewhat satirical homage to comic book films that Kick-Ass was, this might be a movie for you. If you're going in there thinking more along the lines of like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or... Um, what else am I thinking of? Like the, 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 the Bourne movies or the later Bond movies. If you're trying to go and thinking it's going to be something like that, it ain't the movie for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is going to be a modern okay. interpretation of those classic Bond films, and it went off the rails for me. So I was hoping it was going to be more like Sherlock Holmes sort of thing, or that, but no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, the previews? Yeah, no, the, I, the previews kind of had it with, the, the I knew it was going to be the slightly over-the-top classic Bond sort of thing there, because for goodness sakes, like, I love how they made a reference to actually get smart, because they talked about how the, sh- the spy shoe actually used to have a phone in the heel, and I'm like, oh, oh you're smart. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I said, oh, you're smart, and then I'm like, oh. Another pun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you want to spend a couple of bucks on it, and you know what you're getting into... Go right ahead. You're getting into a a cheesy action flick. Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. All right. So there we go. Kingsman, the Secret Service. So now should we hit our random topic? Uh, Probably. The random topic rolled ahead of time. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Blueberries dipped in refried beans. It used to be my favorite snack. I've lost all words. <laughs> <laughs> you asked what the weirdest thing I've eaten was. No, I didn't I, ask I, what I the was... weirdest thing you've eaten. The, the random topic asked. <laughs> well, that was the weirdest thing I'd ever eaten. It used to be one of my favorite snacks. I, I, what, what happened was I was eating blueberries and one of them fell into the bowl of refried beans. I'm like, okay, whatever. I picked it up and ate it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Everyone else at the table was looking at me in absolute revulsion. And I was four. I didn't care. <laughs> and so I started dipping the blueberries in the refried beans. It was really tasty. It was the sweetness of the blueberry with the saltiness of the bean. And you see, my weirdest food, I, the weirdest food I've ever eaten probably is uh, probably loot fisk. Oh, God. Oh. And, and you lost words at my refried beans and blueberries? And I can talk about, you fish know, fish soaked in poison, lie, poison. Hey, man, pretzels get coated in lye. That makes them nice and crisp on the outside. Yes. And then it gets cooked off. Well, this one gets cooked as well afterwards. I know, but still also fish is flesh. Pretzels are not. <laughs> no. 
I will say that I, you know, do not partake of the loot fisk anymore. Because it's fucking gross. Because it removes... For those of us who have not heard me talk about loot fisk, this stuff, we actually have to swap the silverware because it will actually tarnish our good silverware. So we have to get the stainless steel off stuff out of the kitchen to use to eat it. Yeah, because it's fish soaked in lye. Yeah. Do you know the story of Lutefisk? Like, where it came from? The, the, the idea is the fact that they were trying to do something with the Vikings, and so they kind of just, you know, basically... There was a town under siege. It was, it was a city that was under siege, and they wanted to poison the city. I do eat a lot of other strange so, things. Like, I enjoy the, the salt and vinegar chips, the dill pretzel chips, or the, the dill those potato strange. chips. And if those are... If something is mass marketed, it is not strange. Um, I enjoy uh, corned beef and cabbage. I love so, banana peppers. Like deli food? Yeah, I, I could probably live in a. I, I do corned enjoy beef and my cabbage. There's, there's like meals based on that. I know. It's the, the boiled dinner. I love that every St. Patrick's Day. That's like part of the reason why I love St. Patrick's Day. Not for the beer, but for the fact that everybody then is doing corned beef and cabbage. Isn't that a Reuben? Yeah, pretty much. Right? It's corned beef and, and slaw. Well, corned beef is sauerkraut. Cabbage. Sauerkraut. Okay, which is still cabbage, just cabbage that's gone bad. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Reuben is also delicious. Corned beef, cabbage, and Thousand Island dressing. And a little bit of Swiss. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the salt and vinegar chips, corned beef and cabbage. Uh, I love horseradish. I love um, pickles. These are all delicious things and are I not know. weird. Well, they're weird to some people. Well, there's there's that, uh, the halal sandwich, right? It's the matzah with the karoset with the, um, 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 the horseradish on it, right? So it's, I was like, it's apples. You're, you're the Jewish one out of this bunch here. I don't know what the shit Oh, shit. Passover's coming up. Yes. Yes, it is. We need to start looking at that. <laughs> because Passover is Friday, April 3rd. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Guess what's in four days, and then guess what's in a month. Uh, Four days is April 3rd, and a month from that is Passover. (laughs) Or four days is March 3rd. I'm tired. This is not going well. Andy and Dave have no idea about the future. There's got to be something else there. Uh, The the banana peppers I enjoy as well. I wonder if we could do Passover here. Um, What else do I enjoy that is weird? Do Do you have anything that can beat blueberries and refried beans? Not that it's a competition. All right. Closest I can get to to that is doing my tuna macaroni and cheese with... um, Okay, so I make a batch of macaroni and cheese. I add a couple cans of tuna. I add a can Mm -hmm. of cream uh, of condensed cream of mushroom soup. And then I add a can of peas. Ooh. That actually sounds pretty good. I know. it's, It's part of my childhood there. I got it. I got it for both of us. Are you ready? Okay. Wendy's creamers. (laughs) Oh. That was... That was silly of us. Yep. Yeah, that that was that was silly of us. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, I think the weirdest one that's is all I got. Fisk. That's that's blueberries that's and refried beans for me. All right, then. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. 
Thank you for listening.